This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Save a Pooch on Pet Life Radio. I am Beverly Isla, your host. Today we have an interesting topic to cover how rescue dogs affect relationships. We have two wonderful guests to share their insight. We have Dr. Adam Chrisman, uh, co-chief of staff at the Bricktown Veterinary Hospital in New Jersey. He is a huge advocate of shelter medicine and animal welfare, has numerous awards under his belt, is an adjunct professor, speaker, author, (laughs) has a YouTube channel, lots of moving parts. Uh, We also have Lee Isaacson, She's the co-founder of National Dog Moms Day and CEO and co-founder of Dig, the dog person's dating app to talk to us about some exciting news. When we get back from these messages, Dr. Chrisman and Lee will join us. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Dr. Adam Chrisman from the Bricktown Veterinary Hospital and Lee Isaacson, CEO and co-founder of the app Dig. Thank you for being on the call with me today. I'm glad we get to talk about this topic because it often gets underestimated. And sometimes I even fall into the assumption that, well, if this dog likes me, then it'll likely like my friends or or my significant other. So I'm just going to jump right in with this question. (laughs) Dr. Crispin, Dr. Crispin, what kind of rescue dogs work well for first time couples? Rescue is the best breed, period, end of story. (laughs) Uh, Right? I mean, how could you not? Everybody asks me, what does she mix with? I said, it's rescue. It's amazing. (laughs) But no, all kidding aside, though, there are certain breed predispositions that you can get concerned with, of course. You know, I mean, most pet parents are just love all the types of breeds. And the dogs that are out there, especially rescue dogs, I I find in my years of experience, they genuinely are incredible with first-time pet parents or even if you're doing a blended family from one rescue dog to another rescue dog. But, you know, you just want to be cognizant of the fact that they have a high prey drive. So if there's a little bit of like American Stafford Terrier or Pitbull in there, Mm, they are going to want to chase after that squirrel and they want to go after, you know, a chipmunk or whatever. So you just have to kind of understand their breed and be respectful of that. But, sure. you know, and if they have a hound that's mixed in with them, too, if they love the hound group, you know that that sniffer is going to be going to the ground consistently. So you just have to make sure that your walks are, for a five-minute walk might be, for a chihuahua might be a 50-minute walk for a beagle hound mix because they like to sniff and check things out. So just kind of doing your homework and understanding what they may be mixed with is really mindful and respectful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, you know what? You totally reminded me because I know a lot of rescue, um, uh, they have requirements with every rescue dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something along the lines of must go with someone who's had dogs before. Or you know what I mean? Right. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. why? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and some of it is like prefers men, prefers women or, you know, um, you know, no cats, kind of all those things. I mean, some of it is desensitization. They understand the breed or they do some uh, training with the dog just so they can, you know, kind of find the right home for the right dog without having it to kind of come back. But sometimes I do agree. Like, I feel like it's easier to adopt a human child than it is to adopt a dog, right? Like, sometimes mm, they put yeah. so many hoops and boundaries oh, and it yeah. can turn some people off a little bit, right? So, for sure, but, for sure. But doing your research, if you have a dog that that, that needs a backyard, I mean, if you live in a in, in the city or an apartment and you're going to have a dog that needs to exercise and do it, then make sure you have a dog walker and take them out so they feel like they have a purpose and a job. And that's how they develop those anxieties and phobias and so forth. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's good advice. And do you think it's a good idea when people are looking for a dog to adopt or when a couple is looking for a dog to adopt that both of them go together? Yes, absolutely. I've seen this experience so many times in my exam room where they're like, well, she wanted it, not me. Or he oh. wanted it, and I was wanting somebody else. <laughs> and it like puts me yeah. in the middle of it. I was like, oh, this is always awkward. Because, you know, you, it, this is a great opportunity and a fun experience. And they're going to be with you for you know, many years. And it's that unconditional love that you want to share together and grow in a relationship with. And you want to be both responsible pet parents. So going to the rescue group together and looking at them and finding that connection. And you all know, we're all animal lovers. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, there is that deep connection that those eyes just go right through your soul. Oh, and so yes. you either ask your, right? Like, you ask your significant other, would oh, you feel it? <laughs> right? like, do you feel it? So, right. Is this it? I mean, are you getting the chills that I'm getting? I'm getting, you know, goosebumps all over. I think this is the one. Oh, my God, it's happening. We're going to have her. You know, so those are That's the things that you want to have initially. And, you know, and those meet and greets and everything you want that have that excitement. It's all part of the journey of being a pet parent. Yes, exactly. Lee, do you have any pet rescues yourself? I have a German short-haired pointer. She is the love of my life, of course. And she was from a box of puppies on our street in Louisiana. One Uh, of the things we have on Dig is every dog we feature in all of our marketing and at all of our events are available for adoption. And so if you ever see an ad for Dig or anything like that, all the dogs you see in all those photos are available for adoption from Louisiana area shelters. And so we've, uh, of course, oh, that's uh, a good idea. You know, make sure we include, yeah, we've got this incredible platform where people are looking for love. They're looking for that feeling that, Adam, you just mentioned of those sparks flying, but they're looking for the human version of that. <laughs> but at the same time, we've got dogs that also are looking for love. And so why not, of course, try to feature them on our platform in any way we can to promote them. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to ask you this um, after the break, but since you just mentioned it, Lee, you guys just launched last month, I believe. And like you said, you guys do help pet parents <laughs> find one another through this app. <laughs> yes, we launched last year on Valentine's Day. So we are Dig, the dog person dating app. And uh, you can search for someone with a dog or without a dog. And Adam, I'd love to talk to you more about this. But a huge part of what we do is making sure that if you are two pet parents who are meeting, that the meeting goes well and is safe for everyone, too. And so we like to include um, tips and tricks from vets and trainers 
things like making sure you're meeting in neutral ground rather than in yeah. one oh, yeah. or another. Because, you know, a oh, rescue dog okay. or any certain breed, no matter what it is, there are things you can do to make sure that your date's going to go as well as it can, at least from the perspective of the dogs, right? And so I'd love to hear any mm-hmm. tips you have, um, Adam, that uh, maybe I didn't mention. You know, my favorite is suggesting a dog park as a, as a first meetup yes. opportunity for people. Absolutely. You know, I hosted our, we have a wiener walk here in New Jersey of dachshunds. I got to tell you, it's a really funny story really quick. Because yeah, for sure. This young couple met through our wiener walk. And, and this is why I think Zig is a fantastic website, because <laughs> I think this is what people are looking for. Because they said, they came up to me. So last year they met, they have two dachshunds that were through rescue. They're walking the boardwalk. They said, yours is so cute. Yours is so cute. You're so cute. They went on a date <laughs> and they're getting engaged. It was a year later. I saw them at the wiener walk again and they're both now the, the one dog was dressed in a tuxedo. The other one was dressed oh, wow. in like a little bride's thing. I know. This is, I mean, this is how the, my dream. This is the new normal nowadays. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I like to tell people. If you're going on a date and you're normally maybe used to dating guys who are like, pompous or, you know, trying to put on a show, you know, like it's a normal, you know, dating kind of peacock feathering, you know, yeah. If you take a moment and you have to pick up dog poop, there is no way you're about to, you know, try and flaunt your stuff after that. You are letting your walls down. You're seeing who you really are when you've got your dogs around you. It's this weird Something about having a dog with you brings out the human side of people. Oh, and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And it's, I mean, just yep. getting to meet other people who have that, but it just helps the dating process so much. Having totally. these important conversations about how much are you spending on things mm, like your dog? How much uh-huh. time are you in the house and out of the house? And you're talking about so much more of your lifestyle through something that's wonderful that you love, your dog. It just helps have these really important conversations up front. For sure, for sure. Yeah. You know what? That That's totally... What is your guys' <laughs> opinion <laughs> on how to address the issue? Um, should a new owner of a rescue dog get into a new relationship and the dog doesn't like that person because of past trauma or whatever um, issues that, ha- that it comes with? From my point of view, from Dick, this is something that you want to know up front. Right. This isn't like you don't want to have to figure this out months into the relationship. You introduce this person to your dog, no Uh matter what. And I'm sure, Adam, you're going to have better answer than I in terms of how to remedy the situation Mm -hmm. once it's there. But from our point of view is that so that relationship is so important to you that you need to make sure this is one of the first things you're discussing and figuring out before you get either too involved or you give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of these dating people are, are concerned? The number one thing is they'll have anxiety making sure that their dog is comfortable with their significant other on that date, right? And so mm-hmm. that is so important to them. And so if you're introducing them, and that's a great conversation to have initially. I think that's what's so nice about the, the dating site app is to have these conversations initially to say, hey, listen, I have a dog that may not be so dog friendly with other dogs. You know, what is your take on blah, blah, blah? How about we meet here? And uh, these are what my expectations are for my girl, my baby girl. So I think that's great. Yeah. Yep. Or, you and know, even showing up with a unique either, treat. Too. Yeah, absolutely. So I was always thinking, too, if you're going to go on a date, how nice would it be to have a nice little basket, either a bottle of wine <laughs> for your significant other, and then finding out, like, oh, she loves squeaky toys or she loves tennis balls and putting that in a little basket. Oh, my gosh. Put the ring on it now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> couldn't agree more. Actually, when, Out of that, that, you're on the spot there. I love that. <laughs> now, when you're on Dig, we try to help you out a little bit. We actually have daily deals from different local pet companies from across the country who are, first of all, incredible dog entrepreneurs all over the country. Just the type of product that people are coming up with for dogs right now are truly remarkable. But we do try to encourage yeah. that. We say, you know, support local businesses, maybe show up instead of flowers with a really cool, you know, dehydrated ah. uh, chicken jerky, right? How romantic is that? Yes. Are you guys based <laughs> only in the States? For now? Right now, we're focused on the U.S. Um, we've been launching city by city across the country for about a year and a half. We throw these big dog-friendly parties in each city we go to where oh. we invite local businesses to come. And we've had florists making flower collars for dogs. We've had treat uh, companies doing treat decorating and just make it really fun, really focused on dogs and love in each individual community. Um, we've done that now in about 12 cities. We have got Atlanta, Nashville, Denver, Seattle coming up next. We have, you know, uh, incredible events going on across the country that are so, so much fun. They're all free. You just have to download Dig to get into, which is a really nice little perk there. But that's one of the way, main ways we've been getting the word out. But I got to tell you, we are getting so many requests from cities all over Canada and throughout Europe and definitely down in places like Brazil and Mexico where dog people are just as passionate and excited about Jig too. Well, you know what you should, uh, you should partner with um, <laughs> like Tiffany's. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I love that. Well, there are some yeah. dog jewelry companies that uh, can rival Tiffany's prices out there right oh, now. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just going to have a quick break and we'll continue with our guests, Dr. Adam Chrisman and Lee. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Dr. Adam Christman from the Bricktown Veterinary Hospital from New Jersey and Lee Isaacson, CEO and co-founder of the app Dig. Now, before the break, we were talking about how rescue dogs affect relationships. Oh, I love this topic. Now, is there always a solution, <laughs> even if the circumstance shows uh, no signs of improvement? Like, is there ever a situation where a person has to choose between their dog or their partner ever? I, I have <laughs> to tell you, yes, I have heard that <gasps> before. In, in my 15 years of practicing, I have heard, and it ends up being the dog winning, too. Um, really? You know, me or the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been, I mean, there's been uh, some horrible instances, too, like with divorces, too, where the, you know, oh, the either the ex-husband yeah. or the ex-wife yeah. wants to go. 
and they have to do all that whole thing. But, you know, most part for the most, I would say when they're a new, newly dating couple, I have always see that they're very responsible and dealing with a trainer. And that's the best thing to do. So if they recognize that there is either an issue with separation, anxiety, noise phobias, whatever it is, they work very hard together because this is their child. They don't want to do anything to either give him or her back up. Right. So they'll do anything that they can to help with them a good responsible trainer or having them at home um, to bring a home trainer in. There's so many different options. And then that's where I come into where sometimes they might need a little something, something like a little medication to help with the multimodal approach to behavioral training. Mm-hmm. So, and like, in your opinion, yeah. have you seen rescue dogs that just absolutely hates a type of genders? So how, how do you even address mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So, so desensitization is a big thing. So, you know, I always try to tell these uh, pet parents too, that sometimes I know they've been predisposed to certain things, but it's not impossible to train it out of them. So, you know, I'll get the client to say, I'm sorry, like she doesn't want to see a male. She prefers a female veterinarian. So we do what we can to accommodate. But in relationships, I heard this a lot that she says, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a single woman and I want to have looking for a guy. But every time like I try to go Mm. out on a date, they get worried that, you know, there's that whole thing. So then that's where I said, that's where we need a trainer just to have either go to what we were just talking about, a dog park or have doggy daycare and have her or the dog interact with some other men and just have different age groups and different voices right. and tones. So they kind of get desensitized to those things. And then I find certain natural remedies that help too. So it may just be either like either a certain common collar or CBD oil or things like that that you try oh, to Oh, I'm a fan of that. The edge <laughs> off of them. Yeah. yeah, who isn't? Oh my God. So... <laughs> <laughs> now, Lee, yeah. you, your uh, rescue is a German Shepherd, right? A uh, German Shepherd has he or she ever had problems with, with the other gender, or you were good to go <laughs> from the get go? You know, Penny hates hats. She hats? can't stand. Yes, mm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's the only problem we have. Yep. She doesn't like bicycles either, but she's definitely anti. Yes. <laughs> huh. You know what that is? Why dogs hate bicycles? By the oh, way? yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, it's just so crazy. It's the motion in the wheels, the spokes that oh. they did this study. And they're seeing, because they're colorblind, the dogs, they can see certain hills, but that's almost like a predatory effect that they see with a bicycle coming at them. They feel like they're being attacked, uh. so they attack back and either bark and do whatever, act like a lunatic. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what I noticed with the dog. They hate bicycles and they hate rollerblades and skateboards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That makes it's a lot of like sense. Yeah, that's like when I get like, I like to call it leash shoulder. That's when I need like an ice pack right. on my shoulder because she's like going as hard as she can. Actually, at a bunch of our events, we've had yeah. massages for both dog moms and the dogs because that's becoming super oh. popular too. Adam, are you seeing oh, yeah. that? Like the massages yes, for dogs and that world? Yes, we do that. We have that locally here. We do acupuncture for dogs and people. <laughs> and we awesome. do yoga too. Does it work? Yeah. Really? Yes, it does. I'm telling you. Oh, we got to chat. I just get jealous. Yeah, like I, I can't, I would need to do it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. That's awesome. The only, like the, the other yeah. natural remedies that I know of that really works uh, when I used to foster dogs with aggression was um, the Bach flower remedies. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? Those ones? Yeah. That one seems to work, yeah. to work well. And, and it's awesome that there's, <laughs> that there's these natural options out there. I really yeah. love that. Well, a, a lot of the, especially the millennials they, and the younger generation, they always look for more of the natural solutions first before going to some of the heavier stuff like the Prozacs and all those things that can be prescribed to dogs. So, so yeah, we're, I'm all for it. And, you know, if that works, then it's easier for us. 
Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. do you guys have any suggestions for ah, couples looking for a rescue dog or how to transition them from the shelter to their home? I'll jump in before you do the rescue. So uh, on Dig, about a third of our users don't have a dog yet. They're either looking to date someone with a dog or find someone to get a dog with in the future. A lot of times they live in places that are not dog friendly. And so they want their dog fixed. And so one of the things we really promote is going and offering your local shelter to do walks during the day or runs during the day and, you know, maybe short-term fostering over the weekend. Um, there's some really cool nonprofits. There's one called Pause in New York where you can offer to walk the dogs of the elderly or people in the hospital who can't get out and walk their dogs as often. And we think these are such awesome first aid ideas, especially as maybe neither of you have a dog, you want your dog fixed, you want to see how they do interact with dogs when neither of you have one right there. And I think that's such a great way of both giving back, but also figuring out this world and this life mm. and having these important conversations. Very smart. Very Absolutely. smart. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think it's great. I, I've had a couple of people reach out to me that were interested in getting a dog and we work, our hospital works with a group called Canine Companionship. And it's so they're therapy dogs, but they're always looking for people to like help have them be fostered, keep them for a day and bring them to work. It really gives them that sense of um, if this is something that's for me kind of a mentality. So that's, I love the idea that you could do the dog walking and shelter and all of that stuff. And you're giving back. The biggest thing for us veterinarians that we always say is do your homework, right? Like, Know mm -hmm. your research. If you're going to look for, if you want a small dog, medium dog, or giant dog, make sure that you have the lifestyle to accommodate that. If you're a, a business person and you're traveling frequently, you have to make sure that you accommodate their needs for dogs. I mean, they're not, they're not cats and they have certain wants and needs and they need to be met. And so if it's not <laughs> a good marriage on both ends, then it's not good for even starting a relationship with another person. So I would say like, you need to be set and ready to go as a pet parent. And then if you're looking for somebody else and for love, of course, you, know, you want to be ready to go with everything. So, but yeah, doing the homework is really important to make sure that yes. it's a good match for your, your home and your family. Mm -hmm. Dr. Adam, do you suggest when someone rescues that they get the genetic testing so they understand maybe what, what they might see in, in any breed that's a part of the rescue or maybe future like hip dysplasia, something that might oh, be yeah. wrong with that vet? Like, do question. you recommend that yeah. or is, do you kind of leave it up to people? We recommend it all the time. Absolutely. It's come such a long way that now they have the saliva test that you can do. You can actually do it yourself too and send it in the mail. I mean, we do the blood test, which has a little bit more specificity and sensitivity. So we kind of like that and we get a nice record and so does the pet parent too. Royal Canin is one that does one that's what that we like and but it does and I agree so it looks at things that are genetic predisposition so if it's cardiac or eyes if you have a little bit of King Charles Cavalier in there something that they should be worried about heart disease a little German Shepherd in there worry about the hips as well as degenerative myelopathy so there's some things that they should be aware of as they're getting older and progressing that makes it easier for both the veterinary team as well as for the pet parents. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Glad yeah. you mentioned that, Lee and mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Adam. Yeah. Well, we are thank out you. of time, uh, and I want to thank you both uh, for taking the time today. I know. <laughs> so fun. Uh, <laughs> you two are this fun. Is fun. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it's like the Golden Girls for pet parents. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I want to thank you both for taking the time today and our, and our show producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. You can check out the app at digdates.com, also on the App Store. 
and Dr. Adam's work on either his YouTube channel or Instagram, which is posted on this show page. Dig Date social media is also on the show page. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me at Beverly at PetLifeRadio.com. And I do highly, highly recommend to check out their work. So until next time, spread animal compassion. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.